uh, as we start today, this is the fir first day of the rest of our lives. How, what are we going to do with this day? We have blessings, and this being the first day of the week, I want to welcome each and every one of you, especially if you're a visitor, you consider yourself a visitor. Thank you for being here. As we've uh, been talking about the heart this week, thank you all for your attention. Thank you all for your comments. Thank you for everything uh, you are doing in your life to serve Christ. And I just want to say that I want my presence here to glorify God. Whatever I have to say is to glorify him, not what I have to say, but what the Holy Spirit has, has put in my heart to tell you all. And, you know, as a disclaimer, nobody called me and told me to preach to you. Okay, I want you to know that, that nobody called me and said, preach to so-and-so. Uh, you know, as we do this, as we travel, it's just we, uh, whatever uh, the Lord brings into our minds, this is what we preach. So as we look at this morning, is the question is, are we clean on the outside, but are we dirty on the inside of our hearts? What's our heart? Out of the mouth proceeds the matters of the heart. So what's inside of us? How is our heart as we look at all this life in ours, as we look at uh, how we act, as, we, uh, as how we react to the things that happen all around us? I know some of you are going through uh, turmoil. I know some of you have been there. Uh, but what is it that is going on within your heart to correct that? And are you totally trusting in the Lord? How is that going on in, in your life? I, I will be in Luke chapter 11, 37 through 44. And as I look at these verses, if you want to open your Bible, sometimes it's much easier. But I will have the verses here, and sometimes we make it so easy that we don't carry our Bible anymore. I know we have phones and all those things. So uh, just uh, to tell you, we'll be in uh, chapter uh, 11. See, as we go through our lives, people are concerned about their appearances. You know, I want to look good for you all. You all want to look, you know, you know, you all look so magnificent this morning. The, the hair is combed right, those of you who have hair. But, you know, those things are the thing that uh, we try to, that outside is it looking good. And we try real hard to do that. Uh, you know, sometimes we especially want to be, uh, be people to view ourselves as being moral and upright on the outside. And, you know, but inside, usually they're not moral or upright. You know, you don't know what's going on within my heart. And what have I done, you know, just before I got here? Though all those things you can't see. You can only see uh, what is here in front of you. And as we see this, uh, as we speak on this today, I would like for you to uh, address these actions that go in the heart. And as we've been talking the last two days about it, let us look at that. Are we clean on the outside, the way that we look? Are we portraying what is inside? Is our inside dirty? What have I done to clean my heart? Because we fail every single day. So uh, I will be in this chapter, and he says, as he spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went and sat down to eat. Uh, when the Pharisees saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed uh, before dinner. 
Then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees make the outside of the cup dish clean, but your inward part is full of greed and wickedness. See, here's Jesus Christ attacking them because there are certain things that happened before. And he says, Foolish ones, did he not that made the outside make the inside also? but rather give alms of such things that you have, then indeed all things are clean to you. But woe to you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manners of herbs and pass by justice and the love of God. This you ought to have done without leaving the undone. And uh, on 43 says, woe to you Pharisees again, for you love the best seats in the synagogues and the greetings in the marketplaces. Uh, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you, like, uh, for you are like grace which are not seen, and men who walk over them are not aware of them. So as we explore these verses, and as, as I break down here, uh, we got Jesus Christ here, and he's been tearing up the leadership. You know, he's been going after the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and, and all the scribes. And, uh, you know, the verses before, he had just told them there, and especially in verse 16, he's told them that uh, they had been testing him, and he puts them right in their place. And, of course, I'm the Pharisee. How can you talk to me that way? And don't we sometimes feel that way? Hey, look at me. I, you know, I'm wiser than you are. Look at me. I, I know more about Bible scriptures. I can quote that. But here's, uh, are we really in our places? We do that. See, he also told them that make sure that the house stays secure. It's, he's talking about the heart. Make sure that that heart your heart, my heart, is secure from any uh, dirty things that we might put in there. You know, because usually the, the, the spirit will come back and he will be, come back into your life and my life and my heart with, stronger with uh, some of his friends. And he will be worse than the first time that he was there. So he also warned them here that about seeking a sign. And what did he say? All you're going to get is the sign of Jonah. So, you know, as, uh, Jesus, Jesus warned them to clean the outside only, but they, he wanted them to clean the, the inside as they look at The Pharisees were often guilty of just trying to look good for everybody else that saw them. See, they appeared righteous, but they were full of hypocrisy. And sometimes, you know, we feel that, or we act the same way. And, you know, there's lawlessness that they were committing, and sometimes we do fall short of what God is intended for us to do here. Uh, see, as we look at these religious leaders back then, they had substituted the true godliness, glorifying God for spiritual hypocrisy. And that's one of the things that we got to look inside our hearts and see he always spoke about uh, this hypocrisy that they had, this spiritual hypocrisy in their lives. That's what he was attacking. He was, he's always attacking their hearts. You know, but this is also a, a, a warning for us to avoid hypocrisy in our lives. We need to uh, clean both uh, the outside and the inside. And that's the most important thing about what God, his eyes are everywhere and he is watching everything we do. 
You know, with the, this internet, we're one click away from getting to pornography, getting to places that we're not supposed to be there. It's what are we doing to counteract those things? Uh, so are we clean just like what we look outside? Are we clean on the inside of our lives? So he invites him here to, to dine, and, and as he spoke, uh, the Pharisees asked him uh, to dine with him. So, uh, you know, he went and sat down to eat. Oh, my goodness. You just broke one of my traditions here. That, see, he invited him to go in and die with him. Uh, he, he had eaten with Pharisees before, as we can look at uh, chapter 7, verse 36. He did all these things. Uh, just to build relationships. If you study the, the life of, of Christ, as he went through his life, he was into a relationship. He was building relationships with everybody that he touched. And this is uh, uh, the thing that the Pharisee just invited him. And the, the Jews here had two main meals. Uh, this was the morning meal. It was not the main meal that he invited him to. Uh, and the thing about it, that as we read these verses, as we have read it, we, we're not told why he invited him. And as he invited him, you know, maybe he just wanted to get him away from the crowd into a private place. You know, have you ever invited someone just to talk to them? And, you know, he had seen Christ tearing up all these people that were ignorant about his teachings. So why was, did he invite him? You know, maybe he wanted to put Christ in, in his place and say, you know what, you're wrong. You're telling everybody and you're going after my heart and our hearts. So, you know, as, as he sits down here, maybe he wanted more privacy with him. He wanted to have him one-on-one. -on -one. And maybe he wanted to rebuke him in private. And then, you know, the Pharisees always loved to be praised. You know, and of course, at that time, they were the authority in that society. Like we have president, we have, uh, you know, uh, senate, we got all the, the, that supreme court. That's just what they were, their authority in society. Uh, you know, maybe he didn't want to make, uh, be made ridicule in, in public or be embarrassed at, at those times. So we don't know why they have him here. But Jesus Christ, as you see this picture here, he just went and sat down. And look at his face. I, I found this picture. I don't know how his face was, but, you know, there, there's the wife serving, and, you know, he, he's looking at that. Don't we sometimes do that when somebody does something wrong? We just look at him. And, man, why did he do that? And, you know, we're just looking at him there. Then, uh, as the Lord uh, accepts this uh, invitation, you know, this is an example for all of us that he often ate with unbelievers. We are to do the same thing. Jesus, you know, had very significant discussions over meals. If you will look at all those verses here, I'm not going to go through them. You can just look it up in your own. You know, uh, we're here just to present the gospel, and it's up to you to check us. Everybody that stands here, check what they, they have taught you. Check what they, they, they uh, have presented. Is it the truth? Is it, is it from heaven? Or is it from man? Then that's all the things that we have to do. You know, this is an example for all of us to hang around with people from the world. Do you remember the last time you had your neighbor over? 
Do you remember you had brothers and sisters to your house just to hang around and build a relationship? We must hang around with people of the world. And sometimes we just refuse to do those things. Look at all the things that they do. Look at the sin. Look at the beard. Look at all the, the, the things that come out of their mouth. I don't think I want to hang around with them. But Jesus was into that. See, we can impact their lives. There's no way that we can impact somebody's life unless we build a relationship. There's no way. When I first became a Christian, you know, I had all my friends from the world. But if you had not built a relationship with me, it was very hard for me to call you. And what did I do? I would call my friends. And what my friend says, hey, let's just have a beer. Everything will be all right. See, that's why we have to build relationships with each other to be there. So help each other out. See, we've got to have impact on their lives. This, this is an opportunity for us to present the gospel, whether, you know, we do it with, with actions or, you know, just let the beauty of Christ reflect out of your uh, uh, body. You know, have you ever met someone that they just look pious? They look, you know, just the way they, they behave? So, you know, see, let sometimes, this is one of the things that, that I have observed is, you know, we are baptized. We come out of the water. We're so joyous. We're, we're excited about the beginning of the new walk. And then the rest of our lives, we spend our life like if we were baptized in lemon juice. Have you ever done that? I mean, you just look, all the problems are on your shoulder. Instead of being happy, that the Lord is going to take care of every situation that you have in your lives. You know, sometimes we present the, the gospel orally, or sometimes we use the scriptures. You know, always carry a uh, Bible in your pocket. You never know when a Bible study will break out. And you see, uh, sometimes we make all these friendships with our neighbors, with the people, unbelievers, and then we just have them over to eat. And we serve them and do all these things with them. But, you know, we never mention the things of God. We just talk about, you know, the cowboys, the longhorns. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in Texas, so I can talk about the longhorns here. You know, it's, it's that. But we never mention God to them. See, how is our heart? What is the primary thing that is guiding our heart? Is it the love of God or is it our selfishness? What's going on in our lives? You know, he went and sat down to eat. And as he sat down, the Pharisees saw it. And he marveled that he had, first, uh, he had not first washed before dinner. Man, you are not doing these things uh, in my house. See, the scriptures can always discern the thoughts, the inner thoughts of our lives. You know, don't be afraid of what I'm going to judge you. I will be more afraid of what God is going to do when he judges you. Those are the things that we cannot see inside of you. You cannot see inside of me. Uh, he always knows the intent uh, of, the, of the, hearts, uh, the Pharisee's heart. And as, as he looked at all this, he went and sat down without washing his hands. Well, see, as he does this, he's amazed uh, because he broke the traditions of the elders. See, the traditions have become more important in their life than the written law. 
And, and, and Jesus knew that, and he was fighting against, against them every step of his uh, ministry. And, you know, is this, that this was done for a ceremony. Ceremoniously, they had to wash their hands, and they had a tradition, uh, and this was not a command. But they held it more important than what was written in. You know, what makes us holy here flows from the heart. That's how it works, not from the outside. But the Pharisees here were concerned with the external, what they looked like, how they acted on the outside. But he never paid attention to his own heart. As we look at all these verses here, you know, they pay attention to the external conduct, but they did not pay attention to that spiritual life that they had in their life, in, in their, as they walked with Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, we, we talked about the publican and, and the, and the uh, Pharisee yesterday, and we looked at his heart, and that's all the things that I've been trying to do is, uh, you know, looking into my heart, see where I'm doing, why am I uh, doing the, there's two issues here as we look at these verses that we have read. The first, not all traditions are bad. You know, I've been at churches that if we don't sing four songs and then a prayer and then uh, take the Lord's Supper, that's not scriptural. And I always says, show me in verse, what does it say we got to sing four songs? You know, those are those traditions. Hey, it's good to do things in order, but when we start holding those traditions and, and we break, not leading, or, you know, we lead two songs or whatever, then we got to look at what's going on in our heart. They're not all bad, but... These traditions in their life have become more important to them and, and than the, and the law that they had. It was secondary. How is that with our scriptures as we do everything that we do to glorify God? Second, the traditions have been elevated to a moral issue. That's what was going on with them. Here, and the thing about it is that Jesus always attacked the heart of their life. And there was the traditions of the elders. Their traditions, and that's what he was talking about. This washing of hands was not what we're accustomed to do nowadays. Usually, parents, we tell our children to go wash their hands. And because, you know, diseases, things going on, you know, all the bugs that they have under their nails, we tell them to go and wash uh, uh, those dirty hands that they have and so that they will not get sick. Uh, and this is just done for hygienic reasons. That's why we do it. Uh, you know, we just tell them, go and wash your hands. And, oh, man, if they don't wash them, we take them, right? <laughs> we put them in the, under the water. Uh, in Jesus' day, this uh, uh, taught the people to wash their hands for religious reasons. That's really what, what they were doing at this time. They needed to clean themselves for ceremoniously. That's why they did all this washing. They needed, the, you know, they had a prescribed manner as to how they washed their hands. And you had to follow all that. But Jesus did not do it. He just went and sat down at this here. And he is desecrating all the traditions. What traditions are we holding on to? See, legalism demands obedience to rules, not the scriptures. That's how we became so legalistic is we're holding more on the obedience to the rules that we set for someone than what the scriptures say. And that's where all the problems come in. 
where we're trying to not follow the scriptures. They had certain things outside their home and where they needed to watch before they went in there. So, looking at all this, the Pharisees reading all that, what about us? You know, do we see someone committing a sin? And, uh, you know, this is a transgression against God's word. Do we assume, what do we do when we see this? Uh, do we point fingers in gossiping? What do we do? Is that how we look at what he did? Man, you should have ram, seen Ram. Look at all that he did. And we start pointing fingers. Sometimes we say it to others. And, you know, then it becomes gossip as we do that. And we're pointing fingers at somebody that did whatever, uh, how, they, how they dress, what, what things that they do. And we start just pointing fingers at them. Well, sometimes we just, with a glance, or we roll our eyes. You ever been in that situation? I don't know what Michael did that for. And, and you just roll your mind. But some of us are smarter than that. We say it in our hearts, in our minds, and we don't tell anybody. We think we're, oh, we are the uh, epitome, we're the perfect example of righteousness. Look at the way I'm dressed, look at the way I look and all these things. So the rebuke here, usually here is, as we examine this here, is during the, the address of this rebuke that, that he had, the Pharisee and the lawyers here. Uh, Jesus has a fourfold uh, uh, rebuke to the Pharisees as we read those verses. The first one is just a general rebuke. Then the other ones, the last three, consist of specific woes that he said against them. And, as we, you know, he started with the washing of the hands. See, they were two-faced. That's what an actor is. It's, it's uh, two-faced. That's what a hypocrite is. So as we look at this. They, they looked at him with astonishment that he first, he did not wash his hands. And then uh, Jesus said to them, now you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and the dish. But inside you're full of greed and wickedness. You fools did not, he who made the outside make the inside also. See how strong he is towards what they are doing. And, uh, you, know, you know, as they cleanse the, the, their outside, uh, this dish that they had, the cup and the dish, this was the main dish that they had. It wasn't the side uh, dishes that they had. This was the main one. And that one was full of what they were going to eat. And they, they had amassed all this food by getting it from somebody else, looking at somebody else down, look, you know, stealing from other people and just making excuses. And that's what he's saying. Look at what you have here. This is not because you earned it. See, you have greed. You have done all those things. And, you know, as they're concerned with the externals here, he did not pay to his, the attention of his heart. As they look at their conduct, that's what they pay attention to. But their spiritual condition inside was not right. You know, the best teachers that I've had is they repeat the things that they want you to see. And these are the things that, it, that our spiritual condition here uh, before God is the most important thing for you and for me. Not how we look outside. And sometimes their vain pride in, in verse 43 says, What do you Pharisees for you love the best seats in the synagogue and greetings in the marketplace? Uh, as he is rebuking him he, here is the vain pride that they had. 
That's where he's going uh, against. See, we also struggle with pride. You know, and this is not, nothing new. You know, I used to be very proudful. And, you know, usually it took me 30 years to know that Christ, I needed to be baptized for remission of my sin. 30 years. Do you think that's going to go away as soon as I got out of the water and I thought everything was going to be over? No, it takes us another 30 years at least to uh, counter, do counter effect to those things that we practice. And sometimes it took that long. Now that I'm 68, I can see where, uh, you know, the, the Lord just guided me to do these things. But my pride was all, all this. At one time in my business, I said, I looked back and I said, man, look at what I built. And the Lord said, no, you didn't build it. I allowed you to have this. And he brought me down back to my knees. And that's the thing that God does. My pride was in the way. See, sometimes we compare ourselves to others. Have you ever done that? We, we, you know, who makes the highest grade? My child is better than your child, right? Look at that. He got straight A's. And look at your, your kid. He can barely make it. And then who makes the most money? We look at that, man, I wish I made the money uh, that Trevor is making right now. Gee, I wish I could do all that. Sometimes, who drives the nicest car? That's, uh, you know, sometimes we look for a car. That's my dream car that I want to have one day. Uh, so, you know, those are the things that, that we compare ourselves. Now, who lives in the, uh, on, on the nicest house? You see Trevor again, look at the mansion that they just acquired. So, man, it's great. I wish I could live in one of those places just like he does. We got all those things going. The pride is attacking ourselves. And the, the most important one that we do is who dresses the best. You know, sometimes we see this competition going on between men and women as to who dresses the best for Sunday morning. And, you know, you look at those dresses and it looks like the girls say, oh, she went to Walmart too. You know, those things, you know, how, how do we look on the outside? What about us? But sometimes this pride, we bring it into the church without us knowing it. See, we want people to notice us is what we do for the Lord. You know, whether, uh, you know, we want them to notice and, hey, look what I did. Man, you know how many Bible studies I had this week? Do you know many, how many people I visited? You know, we want people to know that notices what the things that we're doing for the Lord. Uh, we, we, sometimes we say, well, we well, really don't care about the recognition. But as we do secretly, we delight what people give us praise for. And that's just how we build. But that's what we're fighting every single day. We want notice, uh, people to notice what we did for Christ. The thing about it is that Christ don't need our help. He, we are vessels to help him. There's only a reason why you were left here. The best time for you to have gone to heaven was when you got out from the water. Because you were clean. You, you were not dirty. You could have a relationship with God at that time and gone to heaven. But he left you here for a purpose. He gave you a talent. Let us exercise that talent. What is your talent? It might be different than mine. But he put us in this ark. It put us in the church here. And sometimes we get into this ark and we get into the river of faith and we keep on traveling down the river of faith and there's people drowning on the left side and there's thunders and there's problems on the, on the left side. 
And, but we're comfortable sitting in the comfort of our pews because we're on the ark. Sometimes we think we join a pleasure boat when we first come, become Christians. But I want to submit to you that we did not join a pleasure boat. We joined a cruiser. Because the cruisers goes out and search the sailors that are drowning. That's what we do. That's what we're supposed to do with our lives here. We're doing service that his name will be glorified. And that people will come to know his will for their lives. Um, you know, we, we just want people to shake our hands, to tell us how well we're doing. Uh, you know, to say something about the things that we do for Christ. And of course, the preachers want a compliment on his fine sermon that he did that day. You know, gee, do you know what they said about my sermon? You know, I'm so glad that I got a wife and two sons that when I do those things, they just cut my knees and get me back on, my, uh, on the floor so that I will not be floating. See, those are the things that, you know, this pride, sometimes we bring it to church, to our lives whenever we have. You, so how about you? The question is, is there a difference between what you do and who you are? Let's really look at that and look inside our hearts where we are. You come to worship, right? And we contribute. We give money. We, we sing songs. Uh, when the plate is passed, we give. We give all those things. Sometimes we serve in a ministry team. And we have Bible studies at our homes. We have Bible studies in the building. We have all these things. And, but we call ourselves a Christian because we're doing all these things. Is that performance... Uh, model that goes through in our lives, the performance, the, the, the one that the Pharisees had. I went to church, check mark. I gave, check mark. And, you know, I helped someone, check mark. And that's how we do, we call ourselves a Christian with the things they do. But inside, are you sinning? Am I, is there something going on? Are you justified before God in our lives? You know, the outside usually uh, is not the reflection of what's inside of you. See, these things that we have to do is the, the heart that we have. And then he says in verse 44, Woe to you, Christ and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like graves which are not seen, and men who walk over them are not aware of them. See, here, here, <clears throat> if a Pharisee unconsciously walked over a, gra a concealed grave here from view, he was defiled. Ceremonial defilement occurred in his life. And you know, you know uh, the Good Samaritan where the priest just went around him because he did not want to be defiled? Is that what we do? You know, uh, those of you who travel, sometimes you're driving down uh, uh, the freeway and you see somebody broken down and changing a tire and you're so fast and he said, man, I should have stopped and helped him. But then you're all already two miles away from there. She, what they would do with these uh, graves, they would paint them white. In their way that uh, they would see them, this is comparison of the object that we have here is, uh, in Matthew, it's a different uh, face of it. As we look at Matthew contrast between the white uh, surface and decaying bones within. That's all we are. From the minute we're born, we start dying. Until one day we will be in heaven when there's no pain. No tears. Won't it be wonderful there? Why do we not do what the Lord is telling us? You know, as, as these uh, tombs, 
you know, they were washed out. You know, there was nothing to distinguish the graves. I do remember when I was little that we would go to a cemetery and some of the uh, graves were painted white. So the, and, uh, my, my uh, grandmother would say, don't step on those things. There's uh, sacred people in there. I said, really? Yeah, they are there. So, you know, those are the things that they used to do. And if they walk over them without knowing what lies behind the surface, what is really inside that tomb? It's just decaying bones. That's all we become. We go back to being just dirt, just sand. And, of course, our spirit goes back to God, and our soul is what's going to live forever. So, in conclusion, looking at this uh, parable here that he was saying here, are we uh, clean on the outside while we're still dirty on the inside this morning? What is it that we have to search in our heart? Jesus is not saying that obedience is unimportant or unnecessary. That's not what he's saying as you read this and you go home and you uh, view over it. He said, you know, the, this is secondary. The primary target is our heart. That's what we got to look at those things. You know, uh, what motivates our hearts is very crucial in our life. What is the motive behind what we do? The attitude is always better than the behavior as we do. How do we do those things? Because, you know, holiness comes from the inside out. Out of the mouth proceeds the matters of the heart. See, those things, if you deal with the heart, if you will deal, you deal with the heart first, the behavior will always change. You know, those of you who do counseling, that's how we get into it. We change the heart first. And then the actions will follow. Uh, you know, as this heart changes, so does the behavior. It always works that way. In the mind of the priest, the outside was the primary. And, you know, man was made holy from the outside in. That's how they thought and how they practiced. And, oh, God, they, they were so uh, wrong with it. But, you know, all this looking at the outside doesn't de deal with the conditions of the heart. Genuine faith always uh, cleanses and moves the heart. And the heart is the primary thing. The true faith motivates us towards obedience in our relationship and our love for God. Uh, God initiates and invites and empowers us. Uh, God warned the Pharisees of their heartless legalism as they, he looks at this and because they always major in the minors. I, I know you heard that uh, cliche many times. Have you confessed Christ uh, as the Son of God? Have you been baptized for the remission of your sins? Have you obeyed the gospel? Uh, a message that this includes faith, repentance, and baptism. Do we need to get repented from something today that we have done? Putting off the old man, uh, that's one of the things that, that we do is the sanctification. It always involves holiness, and which is being set apart. Each and every one of us here has been set apart. What are we doing with our hearts? You know, uh, the things that defile the man, this is a, really an ongoing process, you know, putting that old man away. You know, I'm so glad that God is giving me that opportunity. You should be glad that God is giving you that opportunity to keep washing that heart and practicing those things that will glorify his name. Now, 
that we put in the new man? Are we really putting the new man? Are we walking? In, or is that old man still dragging us? What is it that we're going? We must replace it, uh, you know, by putting the new man and producing the fruit of the spirit instead of the works of the flesh. And this comes with time, as I said earlier. Okay, if you strike from the lighted path, you accepted Christ, you were walking on. I don't know where you are in your walk with God, beginning, middle, or end, but have you strayed for the uh, lighter path that he has? He has given us this road for us to walk, this temporary journey and, and this life. Have we strayed from it? Have you lost your first love? That's the big question that, that we have. Ah, so how is your heart today? Is, is it dirty? Is there something, hatred, uh, resentment going on in there? Or has it been washed in the blood of Christ? Where are you this morning? Where am I this morning? So as we conclude here, uh, we'll, I don't know the hearts of anybody here. I don't know what's going on with your life. But if there's anything that we can do for you, let us pray for you. Or if you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, would you please come as we stand and sing?